everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It is a pleasure to be with you for another week. Uh, welcome back to the show that critics are calling Nope. Um, so yeah, we're back for another week. It's good to be with you guys. Um, this is the checking in segment. So yeah, what uh, what can I tell you? A lot of the same old, still working from home doing that, which is good, keeping me inside, keeping me under control. Um, but yeah, I've been going out for walks and, and stuff like that. But as far as that, as I'm recording this, everything in California is still locked down. Um, so that's definitely, definitely very different from Minnesota, um, amongst numerous other things, including the weather that has been one of the best parts is, uh, being able to, you know, actually go out for a walk and not be so frozen in five seconds that you have to go back in. So that's been cool. Um, but you know, you have your other issues too. Like, um, the winds were so crazy here yesterday that they basically brought up all the dust. So you walked over and it would just cake your eyes and you could just feel chunks of dirt and dust going to your retinas. So that's always a a pleasant, uh, good feeling. (laughs) Um, but let's see, besides that, um, you know, it's been pretty good, um, Let's see, my parents got the vaccination today, so that's uh, that's definitely something that's good. Um, good to get some good news here and there. Um, but yeah, let's see what else. Um, yeah, still recording this, obviously, in Pasadena, California. Um, yeah, no real complaints here, you know what I mean? I guess the only thing... Well, I mean, you can always find complaints, and I do have a couple of them, including... Um, the they're constantly doing construction work on the apartments around here and the one right next door they've been working on for the last two weeks and they love to start every morning at 7 (laughs) a.m and so usually i don't have to get up to like 8 30 but now i'm like uh yep up and at them at 7 a.m why not why flipping not um but yeah it's really not, not too bad you know it is kind of funny though like uh there's I mean, I'm not going to try to dwell on COVID and all that stuff, but there is uh, somebody here in the apartment complex that I keep hearing other people come up and be like, uh, hey, what was it like? So are you like, are you immune now? Um, You don't have to get the vaccinations and all that. And it was just kind of funny, like there's been no kind of big talk about it, Um, which, I, you know, obviously you don't need to um, divulge that, but I feel like, I don't know if you're in an apartment complex, maybe it's not bad to have a, have a heads up, like a, like a just an FYI <laughs> for some of that. I don't know. Cause then maybe it was like, Oh, I could stay away. Cause this person, I was like thinking back, Oh yeah, I've had interactions with him every day for the last three weeks. Hmm. Okay. But, um, but yeah, other than that, not too much, uh, too much crazy news. I did hear a argument right outside of my apartment complex too. And it was one of those things where I know the two people and they kind of like, you know, they're friends. So these things happen. And I was looking out through my window and um, trying to decide, I don't know if you've been in this situation where like, do you go in, do you help, you know, or do you just kind of let friends work, work stuff out? So I ended up just kind of watching a fight for like five minutes. (laughs) And it was like, yeah, I didn't make popcorn and, and watch it, but it wasn't far off from that uh, either. But uh, And it got 
kind of dicey at a certain point. Even one guy had his hand on the other guy's collar, but then uh, you know it quickly diffused. And the best part was uh, they were having an argument right next to somebody's car, and as soon as it, you know, the argument ended and one person walked away, then this cute woman, old woman, older woman, like uh, walked up and got into her car. <laughs> and clearly, she was just waiting for the fight to end so that she could walk into her car and go about her daily chores. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty rough. Um, all right, let's get into the uh, let's get into some reviews. Uh, first with let's do some movie reviews so there's a few all these movies are ones that I wanted to see that I haven't seen actually one of them's a, a newer movie but um, there was a few that I've just like you know you know how you get in those discussions with people and you mention a movie and they immediately chastise you for never have seen it you know like uh, and I can you know for some things I could maybe understand like Jaws um, or Animal House or something like that. And now people, anyone listening to this that hasn't seen that are feeling immediately judged and don't feel that way. It's really not a big deal if you haven't seen a movie. Um, but Cloverfield was one of those that I'd cut parts of here and there. And I was like, I'll check it out. And I didn't realize I was doing a little research on it that one, it's TJ Miller's first movie. And two, um, he actually shot, so he's mainly the voice behind the camera. It's all found footage style. So be warned on that because some people hate those movies, and rightfully so. It can be tough to to uh, to watch those because it's just, um, you know, it's, it's like constant jumble. It's like it is, you know, it's Blair Witch amplified definitely on this one too. But, uh, but it was good, good acting, um, solid, solid special effects, even though it is digital, but, um, but yeah, I liked it and, um, it was, uh, it was a pretty good movie. The sequel, I saw the one with John Goodman. That one was good too. Then I heard the Netflix one was kind of rough, so I haven't seen that, but that will be on my list. I don't know, maybe this weekend we'll see. But another one I saw was King of Staten Island. So this is of course the Judd Apatow movie with um, uh, Pete Davidson and Bill Burr. And I liked it. I like Pete Davidson. And so I thought he, you know, I like his stand-up and all that. So to me, it was great. But the first half an hour, you know, it's all Pete. And so if you like Pete, you're going to love the movie. And the whole movie is based on his comedy, too. And and so it's just really good. And I think it's a good connection and and molding of his comedy and Judd Apatow's stylings and all that, it works, you know, for uh, just the idea of a young guy trying to figure out his life is uh, is pretty cool stuff. But then Bill Burr, when he shows up half an hour into the movie, I mean, it changes it. And I'm just this huge love Bill Burr. Um, talk about a polarizing figure, but he is, you know, I don't think too polarizing in this movie. And just a solid... He's quite the actor. I mean, he's popping up all over the place. Mandalorian. Like, I'm just so stoked to see him all over the place. So there you go. Check that out. That is King of Staten Island. I'll give that 
since it's Judd Apatow, I'll give it four out of five Freaks and Geeks. Another one I saw was Eight Million Ways to Die. This is a Hal Ashby flick from the 80s starring Jeff Bridges. Now, Jeff Bridges is a uh, police detective, um, alcoholic police detective. And I read that and I was like, okay, I'm in. (laughs) And it's good. Solid acting on Jeff Bridges' part. Fantastic um, movie. You know, it's uh, Rosanna Arquette as well. She's quite the actress. So good. And then... um, it's just, yeah, it's got some really good things. Andy Garcia, like if you want to see an overacting performance, check this one out. Um, but uh, but not a bad watch. It's two hours, so it's kind of it's a li- moves a little slow, especially compared to today's standards. But it's a good one, good one to check out. And then the last one I saw was The Wolf House, and this is an animation that's pretty bizarre. Um, let's see, I'm gonna try to find out where it's from too. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. Um, and this is, let's see, here we go. All right, so it's a Chilean stop-motion animated film. Um, and it is directed by Joaquin Cosina and Cristobal Leon. And it's, when I, it's stop-motion, and it's some of the freakiest things that you'll see that just stay with you. I feel like I've had dreams in the next few days after that where those images have popped up. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out if you want your uh, your nightmares or if you want your dreams to be become permanent nightmares. Check out check out Wolf House. <laughs> now that's now that's a review. comic books let's get into them ladies and gentlemen um this week i dipped into some ones that i've been that have been sometimes i'll go and i'll travel for a while for work so the comic books will pile up at the shop and ones that i've subscribed to um yes i'm part of a poll list nerd alert um i also spent the last three weeks organizing my comic book collection (laughs) so that also shows you um how nerdy that that i am um but yeah so there you go with that. And uh, so one of them was Lost Soldiers is, uh, is a series that actually ended last December, but I haven't caught up with it till now. It's five issues, and it's a really crazy great story. It's about um, Vietnam soldiers coming back into the world, you know, PTSD and dealing with that and still trying to acclimate to everyday life. So, um, oh, so my neighbors, it sounds like my neighbors are washing their cars right now. So you can hear some of that. <laughs> uh, good, good little ambiance for the podcast. Um, but yeah, so it's a really crazy story, and it's about a soldier trying to then commit like a heist and get back at one of the guys um, that he was uh, fighting the war with, Vietnam War with. Um, super intense story, issue by issue, just goes by, and it's um, it's pretty crazy. It's one of those things too where since it's in the seventies, they have the soldiers talk like that too. So it's very un PC. And that was jarring for me 
because it's like you're just not used to that. Especially right now, I feel like so many things are PC and watered down. So when you see something like that that is like those days when it was on PC, you're very kind of like it's jarring. Um, so I like that. And at first I'm like, okay, I'm going to recommend this. And I do think you should check it out. I think it's a good five issue series, great artwork. Um, but it's one of those things too, where I think, and I've talked about this in the show a lot, I feel like, but I go back to this, my like 10th grade, I think 10th or 11th grade creative writing class. My teacher ruined a lot of movies and books for me because she said one of the most overplayed story and plot devices is the one of the dream sequence where you know all this stuff happens you're invested in it and then all of a sudden the main character wakes up so like none of it mattered (laughs) and so that's super frustrating and that happened here spoiler alert i'm gonna give spoilers from time to time if you're new to the show just so you know it's gonna happen and i usually happens without me saying spoiler alert so i apologize um but yeah so that was my one gripe but otherwise you know solid book another one checking out is uh king and black venom so king and black's their new kind of event series and with venom i'm three issues in and loving it um so definitely definitely check that one out um that is let's see that is um kate's i believe is doing that one um but uh yeah that one's really really cool um highly recommend that if you're a venom fan um another issue is something is or actually a whole line of comic books i was like 13 issues that i haven't read is this one called something is killing the children which those two so going back to i mean if something has a perfect title i'm in and this was an example of that so it's about these monsters that not everyone can see that are killing children and they appear and when a child is afraid so they feed off their fear um, and then there's this whole underground sect of people trying to kill these monsters uh, that are killing children and so it's the battle between that and it's great every issue starts off with a cold open so it's like can range from two to sometimes 16 pages that are story before you see the title cards of something is killing the children and then it goes right into just a solid solid issue so definitely check those out um recommend recommend those for sure and uh yeah and so also too i was talking about kate's donnie kate's is the writer one writer to watch he's like i think all the stuff that he touches is pretty much gold i've talked to him talked about him a bunch on the podcast but he's the one that was doing the Venom series, so check that out. So yeah, King and Black Venom, Something is Killing the Children, and Lost All right, so now moving on to some random entertainment news for the week. I found a couple stories that kind of, uh, they, yeah, they have, I was going to say a similar theme, but more like the exact same theme. Um, and that is Steven Spielberg, the first story, is he had a stalker, apparently. Um, somehow I missed this, um, but it's crazy. Like, that's the one thing about, I would never want to be famous because you're just so in the open. 
You know what I mean? Um, but apparently Spielberg has been granted a three-year restraining order against the alleged stalker. My question is three years. So now the stalker's upset and but has a like timeline of when that will end. <laughs> so all right, that's crazy. Um but yeah, so it's against it's for himself and wife Kate Capshaw against alleged stalker who threatened to kill him. So she is ordered to stay 100 yards away from the Oscar winner and his family and cannot contact him on social media or impersonate him. It's funny that you have to get a restraining order for for it to say you can't impersonate somebody. You think that that would already be kind of illegal. Um, and this is also a continuation of a temporary order of protection that the director sought in December after receiving death threats on Twitter. Well, there you go. I mean, that's the thing. It's like people, I see, I read some of the comments on just anything. Even like uh, something as benign as the Shudder. Like Shudder will, uh, <laughs> Shudder's great. Sorry, I'm talking about it again. Every every week I talk about Shudder, but I love it. Um, so I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, but uh, it is at the you can click on a movie and it gives you the option of posting a review on the movie. So what you have is a ton of people with very important viewpoints on the movie and then people getting in fights with one another about why their review is more substantial and important than somebody else's review. So reading those, I'm just like, whoa. Like people pay to just go and bark at one another. Um, pretty crazy. But yeah, so going along the lines, all right, next story, lines of Stalker. Writing down the name of this article, too, gave me an idea for something, um, which is, so the writer of Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted trilogy, Ed Solomon, Ed Solomon um, he is a co-writer of that series. But apparently, he also released, since the Night Stalker documentary, which we'll talk more on the TV reviews, um, since that's been going on, and is number one on Netflix as of today, um, and great series. can highly recommend it. We'll talk more, obviously, I just said. But uh, but yeah, so Ed Solomon brought up uh, how he had a Night Stalker story. And so he posted, tweeted about it. In August 1985, I was awakened by a call saying, are you the Night Stalker? I hung up thinking it was a weird prank, but it kept happening. That's when I learned from a reporter on the other end that I was a prime suspect in that grisly Richard Ramirez murder spree. So if you don't know, Richard Ramirez, he went um, and killed over a dozen people from 1984 to 1985. Um, so Ed Solomon goes on and says that the reporter explained that his car was found at the crime scene, which made no sense because he looked out his window and saw that his car was still there and then saw detectives walk up, and he went out and met them in his whitey tighties and basically explained that he's been there the whole time, but they were just checking out a lead. You know, they got to check out all the leads, but quite the quite the odd thing to be a suspect in that case at that time. All those crimes happened right around where I live now, in the Pasadena, Arcadia, Monrovia area, so pretty bizarre.
All right, so since we just talked about the Night Stalker, I mean, that makes perfect sense to just segue right into some TV reviews. With Night Stalker, I finished it. So this is one of those movies, and I'm going to sound like a big old wuss, but uh, I always do anyway, so it's, you know, what's the difference? Um, But while watching these movies, or these, it's four episodes. So I was watching them, and I started having, like, they affected my my dreams. And the visual that affected me first was in the first episode, a woman is, you know, runs into the night stalker Ramirez, um, somewhere like a clothing store and she's driving home and looks over to her left on the freeway. And there's a car and it's Ramirez in the car giving her this crazy weird smile. And he's got like, he's missing teeth and all that. And so it was just this freaky visual and image that they painted. And that was what I had a dream about. <laughs> it was like, whoa. So then, you know, I keep watching these. And then I think the second night, because I watched one per night, so four nights. And the second night, I don't think there was anything. But the third night, I had one, a dream where it was, I was in a house, a big house. And I had left all the doors unlocked and opened and that I knew that there was a bunch of serial killers in the house and um which is like how would I know that (laughs) but but uh and then had to I had to try to figure out a way out of the house so that was that was a freaky nightmare and then on the fourth night I had a dream that was just great it was one of the best dreams and I realized oh yeah because they caught him at the end of the series so spoiler alert but that's why I had a good dream um, but there was a few things in there that are kind of, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the whole show is twisted, um, but like one detective literally beats the name Ramirez out of a suspect, another suspect. He wants the name and he's like beats it out of him. And so it's police brutality. And it's one of those weird things where it's like, you know, well, what do you think? You know what I mean? Like police, police brutality, we can all agree is is awful, but then they got the name out of that guy. So I don't know. It's a weird, uh, a weird juxtaposition on that, especially, you know, just with, with, with all kinds of, of current events. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And then, um, another great show that I'm watching is 30 coins, which is a horror show on HBO max. Um, the idea being that when Jesus was crucified, Judas accepted 30 coins for, um, you know, basically giving up Jesus. And so the 30 coins are kind of spread throughout, throughout, uh, you know, I don't know if it's all throughout the world or just throughout that area. Um, but so they're kind of searching out those coins and it's uh, pretty twisted dealing with a lot of like kind of demons and, uh, exorcisms and, and it's a, it's a good watch good acted and, uh, or well acted and, um, subtitles though, just to be warned, there are some people that are like immediately, nope, when it comes to subtitles. So there you go. I think it's worth, worth it though. Come on, read, read a little bit, get cultured. Uh, WandaVision. So I am one episode into WandaVision. Here's what I can say. Um, it's not bad for what it is, right? It's a parody of fifties TV. And so they nailed it, but I, I, I had this issue watching it where I, I tried to put myself in the position of a young Marvel fan. And I was like, would a young Marvel fan dig this? 
because it's like, do they get the references? Do they even think it's you know good? Um, so I was kind of checking online to see what people's responses were. And some people said, one sentence Wanda Vision review. The first two episodes are the most boring hour of the MCU release to date. And that means a lot because there's like every hour of uh, Iron Fist. Um, so yeah, a lot of bad reviews, but I'm still going to, you know, I'm only one episode in, so I can't make a full, full judgment call yet. So I'll get back to you. Right, so now we're going to get back to a segment uh, that we didn't touch at all last week, um, and that is advice. So if you have any advice questions, feel free to reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. That is notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And so we'll start off with this one. Um, basically, a couple, a guy is loving the relationship, but he says that you know he notices whenever he's drinking, when he's having a drink, he notices that his... Um, girlfriend tends to get very irritable and he describes it as barking at him. Um, and it's interesting. I read the, how the, um, the person of the article kind of dealt with it where they said, you know, what is it about you specifically? Like if you're clearly it's something with you and maybe you're drinking that is causing her to potentially be a certain way. So, what are you like when you drink? Do you get kind of, you know, are you kind of poking the bear? Um, so that's one of those things where a lot of these things I've, I find and questions can be resolved from just communicating. So you got to ask her, like, you know, I've just noticed this kind of behavior pattern. Um, why? You know what I mean? And just kind of see if you can go in from there. So that's what I think about that one. Uh, but uh, let's see, another one was asking, another person was asking, um, oh, was asking about that thing of, you know, when you raise somebody, this woman was saying that her mom was raised by her grandma in a way that was she was being coddled all the time. And so because of that, she was not able to live her life and not being able to actually take care of herself. So the granddaughter found that she was actually taking care of her mom even after the grandma died and the grandma was asking wanted her to do that and that's a that is a true thing you can kind of tell when people are fully coddled and and can't do you know this world on their own you know what i mean and that they kind of need constant supervision um and so that is that's challenging i would you know you're dealing with somebody too that's basically is kind of set in their ways because they've lived their entire life this way. So how do you uproot that whole situation? I guess the only way is to maybe try, you know, do baby steps and see if she would be receptive and learning some things that she could do on her own, like paying bills or whatnot. Um, things that really help be and help somebody be an independent person. Um, oh, another woman asked 
is, you know, she's thinking about moving in with her boyfriend, but her boyfriend has pictures of his ex still up around the house, and that ex had passed four years ago. This is one of the, one of those things too, and it seems like they were together for, I think it was like quite a few years, well into the teens or twenties. Um, yeah, I think you can. I understand that it might be weird seeing that from another life, but it's also that is his was his other life. It's something he can't just totally forget. Not saying that you want him to completely forget that that life, but you know, it's one of those things you can bring up. Where I mean, if it's an excessive amount of pictures, maybe you could pare it down to just you know, a couple, but I really don't think, I know that I personally couldn't get rid of all the pictures. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just me, but I feel like I would have a super tough time with that. All right. Thanks ladies and gentlemen. That was another podcast for the week. We did it. Um, thanks for checking it out. And if you have any comments or questions for the advice column, or if you have any comments on how I advance uh, how I've answered the advice, um, drop us uh, an email at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll read it on a future episode. Thanks again to Nalo for the music this week and for the unis as well. Um, there we go. We'll see you next week. I love you. Yeah.